Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Shire Salvos podcast. I'm your host, Jack Clifton. I hope you're doing well wherever you are and wherever you're listening to. And uh, yeah, we appreciate you tuning in once again uh, to the Shire Salvos podcast. Uh, another big episode for us today. We're going to be uh, going through all the latest goings on uh, at both the Menai and Miranda locations for Shire Salvos. And we're also going to play the sermon from uh, last Sunday's service, our most recent service, where Kim Briggs uh, started the very first uh, episode of uh, The Stories. Now, these are sermons that are going to be happening uh, each week. So they're going to be happening in your connect groups, uh, but also be happening at church as well. Um, and you'll be able to uh, find a link to those if you want to contact the church office for more info there. Or alternatively, uh, they'll be here on the Shire Salvers podcast as well. So uh, easy to uh, to gain access to them. And it's, yeah, it's going to be a great um, uh, period of time to be uh, going through uh, these sermons. The very first sermon uh, that was spoken about on Sunday by Kim is about Noah's Ark and looking back uh, on the book of Genesis. Uh, But the story goes all the way uh, through the Bible and uh, has some really great messages and really great hope uh, for us as Christians. But alongside that, we're also going to update you with what's happening uh, around uh, the traps here at the Shire Salvers at both uh, the Menai and Miranda locations. And we're going to do that next. So a very important part of this podcast is uh, us going through the local news and latest news that's happening in Shire Salvos and keeping uh, you guys updated with uh, with what is happening. So to start with our sh- so to start with our Shire Salvos news, we'll kick it off with uh, your Sunday services. Now, of course, this is still happening uh, fortnightly, and that looks like it's going to be the case for uh, the next little period of time. Our next service uh, is going to be um, in a couple of weeks' time. Of course, uh, 18th of, of April was uh, the last time uh, that we met uh, on Sunday. Uh, so the next uh, ser- uh, service after that is going to be the 2nd of May. So Sunday, the 2nd of May uh, there. So looking forward to meeting or with you. And remember, uh, those services are 9 o'clock and 10.30. Uh, they had previously been put on the website as 10.15, but the correct time is 10.30. Uh, so two services, 9 a.m. and 10.30. So making sure uh, that you're heading to the church website or contacting the church office uh, if you want to register yourself or a family or friends and, and anyone else that wants to come uh, to those services. Really great getting uh, to connect uh, with all of you there. Uh, in regards to some of the other announcements uh, making news in the church, uh, on June 18 to June 20th, we have our Shire Salvos weekend away at the Collaroy Centre. Uh, so there is going to be more details to come, but just save that date. So June 18 to June 20, so that's a weekend, obviously, uh, down at the Collaroy Centre over there on the beautiful northern beaches. That is going to be a really good, fun uh, weekend. And uh, yeah, making sure that you're uh, saving uh, the date for that. That's an important one there. Uh, We've got the Divisional Family Connect Day happening on the 1st of May. Uh, That's happening between 1pm and 6.30pm. So it is uh, happening uh, from 1pm to 4pm at the Symbio Wildlife Park at Helensburg. And then from 4.30pm to 6.30pm, there's going to be a dinner and disco at the Shire Salvo's Menai location. So uh, $22 for adults and uh, for kids under the age of 15 is $15. You can follow uh, the New South Wales Youth and Kids for more information info on Facebook or alternatively, uh, you can contact the church office, but you can also register. There's a website where you can register your uh, interest there um, and uh, that uh, website you can be getting uh, from the church website there. Um, It's uh, a pretty long and uh, calculated uh, website, so I'm not going to read it out here. Uh, But if you ring the church office, you can find out more information there. The Family uh, Connect Day looking like it's going to be a great day. That's going to be the 1st of May this year. 
Now, there are some ministry opportunities uh, happening at Menai as well. Uh, so you can contribute to the life of the church. And it's a big part of not just helping uh, the, the church itself, but I guess outlining uh, what God's idea of the body of, of Christ and, and what the church is to look like. And there's lots of uh, different ways that you uh, can get involved. Uh, if you want to uh, get more information about that, or perhaps you want to talk to someone, uh, ring the church office and you can chat to either Mark, Kim or Joel. Uh, they'll be able to point you in the right, uh, right direction and they can help you there. A really great opportunity to not just be helping out at church, but getting to know others as well and and know that you're giving back to the church. It can be a really good and really welcoming feeling. And don't forget, all of that info that we've spoken about is on our website and also goes up on our Facebook page. So our website is shiresalvos.org.au and you can also find us on Facebook. So the Facebook page is Shire Salvos. Uh, you can search for that on your Facebook search bar, or alternatively, you can head to the website, which is facebook.com forward slash Shire Salvos, and that will keep you up to date with everything uh, that's happening and uh, yeah, different connect, connect groups and anything else that is happening in the Life Fair Church at both the Menai and Miranda locations are there. So that's the way you can stay on top of uh, everything happening in Shire Salvos. We're going to take one more break here on the Shire Salvos podcast on the other side of that. Kim's going to bring us her first sermon from the story talking about Noah's Ark and speaking from Genesis. That's coming up next here on the Shire Salvos podcast. Well, today is week one of our series called The Story. Now, this is a 31-week church-wide experience and with teachings on how the story of Scripture joins with the story of your life. Now, we will be preaching each fortnight here at um, church in our services. And then on the Connect Group Week, you'll be encouraged to watch the video and have discussion around that week. And the sermons here will be available on a podcast. But also, there is an app or a website called Study Gateway. And we, the church, have subscribed to that, so you won't have to pay anything, but the login details to have your own thing on your phone to watch each week and catch up is available to you. So when you leave, you'll be given a bit of paper with all of those details. And I encourage you to do this. So right up until beginning of December, we will be doing this series, and I'll just give you a more thorough knowledge of the Word of God. Now, throughout this series, you will hear about the lower story, which is our story, which is actually many stories of men and women interacting with God in the daily course of their life. Then there is the upper story, which is God's story, which is his great overarching purpose that fits in all the individual stories, like panels in a unified mural. Our hope and prayer is that we each discover the heart of God's upper story, his master plan unfolding in the lives of the Bible characters and in our own life, and that you will experience the joy that comes as you align your story with God's story. Now, can you imagine being an actor in a play? You have a part to play, you have a costume, and you find yourself standing on a stage with no understanding of the story and you don't know the storyline. You just find yourself standing there. My worst nightmare. 
Many go through life like this. They don't know how life began or where we are headed, and they don't know the script. And how good would it be if we all knew the story? The purpose of of this series is to help us understand God's script. He has written a saga, a sweeping screenplay, and we all have a part in it. And what a tragedy to not know your part. And learning to interpret our lower story in the scope of God's upper story is essential in understanding God's purpose in our lives. And we want you to know your part in God's play because your part is an important part in this plan and his plan is something that you will not want to miss. Trust me. Now, who has been to the Sistine Chapel? Rob's excited. He's like, I've been. (laughs) Miss, I've been, I've been. Sistine Chapel is at the Vatican City. Now, the Vatican City is a little country on its own. It's tiny, just got walls around it. And within, and it's in Italy, and in the middle of the Sistine Chapel on the ceiling is um, paintings by Michelangelo. And Michelangelo, it's his interpretation of creation. Right down the middle, there are nine scenes from the book of Genesis. And this guy really knows the truth about the Bible. And if you have never read the first 11 chapters of Genesis, you may just miss God's big idea and what he was trying to accomplish, what he is trying to accomplish. And the point of the story is in painting four. And I don't know if you know it, but it's the hand of God where the fingers are touching. And this is a famous painting where God creates Adam. The purpose of God's creation, the pride and joy of God's handiwork is people, us. That's you and I. And it says in Genesis, let us make human being in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and over the wild animals and over all creatures that move along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. After God finished creating us, It says in verse 31 of Genesis 1, he stepped back and declared, this is very good. And if you need a boost of self-esteem, read Genesis 1 for the rest of your life. I don't know about you, but some mornings I look in the mirror and I think, this is not good. But... God looks at us and he says, looking at you is better than an ocean view. Before the world existed, you were God's dream, a desire in his heart and the God of Genesis who established all the stars in the sky and put them in place and caused the earth to spin knows your name. And just like a young woman yearns to be a mum, like a new parent stares into the face of their child and just sits and looks in awe of their child. I remember being a new mum and I have two boys and I just remember, firstly I remember that I was just exhausted all the time from lack of sleep, 
hand up who remembers that. And I, but I do remember that time just passed. I didn't know what I did in the day. And I just found myself holding my baby and just looking into their face. And just, I just couldn't believe they were mine. And like along the way, you know, we wanted to make sure we gave them everything they needed so that they would thrive in life. And we would read books up on how do we parent. I think we're currently reading on how do you parent teenagers. And we want the best for them. And at the moment we have, you know, as they're teenagers and they don't really want to hang out with us much anymore, we have got a family night. So we make them hang out with us once a week, and which is great. But we just love sitting with them and hearing about them, about their life, about what's going on. They sit and hear about our life. They're not as interested about that. But we just want them to thrive and we would do anything we can to do that. But just like that, and even more than that, God created us so he can be in relationship with us, do life with us, guide us and help us. And he also wants us to know more about him. Now, going on in the story, we are told that God placed Adam and Eve in a beautiful garden called Eden and that God was with them. God's grand vision was that God would be with us, walk with us every day. But as you may have heard, God wanted to give them a choice. So he placed two trees in the garden. There was a tree of life. The fruit of this tree would sustain their life forever. And the second tree was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. By choosing that tree meant they rejected God's grand vision. Anyway, we don't know how much time passes, but we do know they choose to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And in this one act of free will, they rejected God's vision in exchange for a vision to be their own gods. Then in Genesis 3, we read that the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. God banished them from the garden to keep them from having access from the other tree, the tree of life. This tree sustains life, and without access to this tree, they would eventually die. The grand vision of God was wrecked by the choice of Adam and Eve, and it broke the heart of God. Now, outside of the garden, Adam and Eve had two children, Cain and Abel, and the famous story that Cain was jealous that God accepted his brother's sacrifice over his. Then he kills him in an act of blood, of cold blood. Now, from a lower lower story perspective, it appears that this story of it is a story of sibling rivalry just gone bad. But from an upper story, God is sending a big message to all of us. The choice of Adam and Eve and the sinful nature that banished them from the presence of God and eternal life has been transmitted to their offspring. Every one of us are born with a sinful nature and we are separated from a relationship with God with a choice made in that garden. Now, before you are overcome with despair about that, listen to this. God wants us back. 
And the rest of the story of the Bible will unfold. His plan. His relentless pursuit of you and me. And this is why he sent his son Jesus, which is later in the story, but is available to us now to bridge the gap. He paid the price of that sin. And we can be in relationship with Jesus. Then the story goes that the first and most obvious idea was to simply start over, to take the best and most righteous guy to start over with the most moral cream of the crop. And that guy is Noah. Now, you may have heard, but Noah builds a huge ark in the middle of the desert and gathers two of each animal and puts them on an ark along with his family. And the great flood covers the earth and kills everyone except Noah, his family, and the animals on board. Now, in a lower story perspective, it looks like we are being taught about faithfulness and God through Noah and that God is calling us to do that, but there is more. We read that after God did all that with the ark, the great flood and God choosing such a great and moral man, that Noah then went and lay naked and drunk in his tent with his son finding him in his disgrace. Now, it's not clear here exactly what happened, but it does imply that something really inappropriate enough to show that Noah was not sinless. It doesn't sound like the righteous and blameless Noah that we knew in previous chapters. So what is... God trying to teach us in this story that even the best of us cannot bridge the gap of sin alone, that even the best of us living a good life falls short in doing the right thing. God loves us and wants a relationship with us and this is why we were created. And when people ask what is the meaning of life, this is it. He has a plan and purpose for each of us at every age, each so unique and different, thank goodness. But why isn't everyone in the word of God and praying and in relationship and wanting to do, for God to do a thing in their life? I think like Noah, who saw the evidence of how much God loved him and saw that God is real that we too forget and get distracted. Even Noah, the godliest of men, the man that God chose, he failed, and so can we. Satan is just looking for anything that will distract us from the truth. He will use our weakest part to prompt us to sin over and over, to make sure it diverts us from being in relationship with God. What is your thing? What is your distraction from going deeper and more intimate in relationship with God? Mine is apathy, pride, laziness. And when life's going good, you think, I'll do it later. And why would I be bothered? 
My friend Narelle has just returned from being a missionary in Africa. Just a few weeks ago, she came back and I was chatting to her and she was sharing with me her observation about Australians. Now, she's Australian, but she's been out for quite a number of years, 14 years or something. And she was saying how Australians in our wealth and busyness often react so differently about life and God from those around her in Africa. She told me about the times where she would drive somewhere and then wouldn't have enough, pe- wouldn't have enough money for petrol to her return trip. So she would pray until it was provided. And often God, well, all the time, God provided her with what was needed. Sometimes families she would see would not have enough food on the table. Even now, as we speak and we're all comfortable here, we will go home and have a good meal. There are people there that are praying for the next meal on their table. They will pray earnestly about it. And then when a meal shows up at their door, they know that God has provided. And they are not surprised because that's what God does. Are distractions and sin stopping you from being in relationship with God? And what sin do you need to stop or put up boundaries so you will stop? What worries and focus do you need to shift and hand over and trust God so that you can go deeper? Every time we preach, sometimes better than others, the reason we do what we do is so that it all points to the Father in heaven and to remind you and us and inspire us to seek out a relationship with God and other things that God would do in your life, in our community, if only we'd let him. I'm now going to ask you to stand and invite the worship team to come. I want to say to you, don't allow my mediocre message distract from what God wants to say to you today. We're going to sing about our God. And it says in the song, there is nothing better than you. Nothing better than being in relationship with the God who created the heavens and the earth. The God who thought of you and loved you before you were even born. We're going to sing about the God who can turn shame into glory and turn mourning into dancing because He's the only one who can. If you believe this, if you want a relationship with Jesus, you may not have one. A lot of you have that, but you may want to go deeper and just release the distractions and make God your focus even more. Then I invite you during this song to just raise your hand because no one else is going to do it for you. Then you've got to go and do something about it. Make a change. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you have a plan and purpose for us, even when we're alone and unsure what that is, God.
thank You that You created us all so unique. And God, we are just so grateful for who You are. And I know sometimes I don't act grateful, God, that You sent Your Son, Jesus, to bridge that gap of sin. And I'm sorry, God. And Lord, I just ask now that You will just speak to us as we sing this song. If there's anything that is distracting us, from keeping our eyes fixed on you, God, speak to us. Lord, we want to be a shining light out into our community. We want people be, to be drawn to you through us, not drawn to us, but God, that we people will ask and say, what is different about your attitude? And we will be able to say, it is because of the transforming power of you. So God, we ask you to do a thing in this place, in our lives and in our community, God, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So that completes Kim's sermon from Sunday. It was a really good sermon, wasn't it? Really eye-opening and convicting and great to be hearing from the Word. And one of the great things of being able to be back in the church building. But not just happening at church, those sermons, they're going to be happening each week, which means it's pretty important for you to be in a connect group as well. So if that's something that you're interested in or something that perhaps you haven't really thought about, you may have just heard of it then, um, then the best person to speak to there is both uh, Joel and Kim. Uh, They can direct you to uh, a connect group. Uh, Some of them are happening on uh, Sunday mornings, others happening uh, throughout the week and and different things. But a great way to uh, be investing in the Word and investing in God, but also investing in others as well. It's a great way to be meeting new people and uh, build, building and forming new friendships and, and things like that. Um, and it's a, a really good way of keeping up to date with what we are doing uh, here in, in church with this uh, this story, a sermon that's going to be running each week, one week at church and then on the off week uh, in our Connect group. So very, very important for you uh, to get involved there. Don't forget that if you want to uh, catch up on anything that we've spoken about, you can head to the Shire Salvos website, shiresalvos.org.au. Big thanks to everyone that has tuned in and listened to the Shire Salvos podcast uh, tonight or this afternoon or this morning. It might might have been listening to uh, the trip into to work or wherever. We thank uh, your support and hope that you've been able to get something uh, from the podcast this week. But until uh, we speak to you uh, next week where we'll have another uh, Shire Salvos podcast, I'm going to jump on out of here. God bless, look after yourself, and we'll speak to you next week on the Shire Salvos podcast. Mm